Hey, I'm Christina. I'm Catherine. I'm Lisa. I'm Amy. I'm Lauren. And, and we're Cimarelli. Welcome back to the Cimarelli Podcast. Woo. On point. You're supposed to cheer. Woo! Woo. Was oh. we know. We're not that. I was told <laughs> I can't cough, okay? Okay, you can just <laughs> go. your mouth. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, cheer with I your mouth. I can't you can clap scream, your I can't clap. See? I just, like a seal. I feel very stifled, but I will get through it. All right, welcome back, guys, to, hey. I think this is our last live episode, because <gasps> the next episode you see is back to the usual pre-filmed, higher quality, even though I really enjoyed Really enjoyed these live ones, but I think we're gonna do more because we all enjoyed it's these. So, so fun. Yeah, it's we may fun. end up doing more of these, you guys. But the cool thing about this live episode is that you guys get to be part of it. In the end of this episode, we do a live Q and A where we take questions from you watching right now. I'll tell you at what point to send in your questions, and we will gather them. We will answer them. But anyway, if this is your first time joining us, Similarly Podcast is a fun, uplifting podcast where we also focus a lot on self improvement and personal growth. We share juicy stories, discuss personal topics, and get vulnerable and real with you guys. Every other episode of this podcast, if you haven't noticed, it goes 135 on YouTube. Where are two and four? They're on our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon is actually what funds the podcast, so we wouldn't be able to do this if we didn't have our Patreon. So thank you so much to the patrons. You guys are definitely going to want to join our Patreon, especially if you're a fan of this podcast, because not only do you get double the episodes of our podcast, but you also get tons of other content that's really similar. Some of it's just like fun, entertaining, and a lot of it is like different video series that help you improve your life, to help you get to know us better, where we share like tips and tricks, things we've learned throughout our lives, things that we're really good at that we want to like share with you, maybe you don't know how to do, haven't mastered yet, whatever. There's so many cool things on our Patreon. So if you're thinking about it, just like join for a month and see what you think. There's a lot of really cool stuff. And there's also an awesome community on our Patreon. Yeah. So yes. Do we want to say what our next episode is going to be on Patreon next week? What is it? I it's forgot. It's going to be all about Toxic positivity, guys. It's, real juicy. It's really good, you guys. It's real it's good. It's really good. But today's episode, you guys voted for this on our Instagram story. And the topic of conversation today is perfectionism. Woo! This is actually, we had like such a rousing conversation about this. Mm-hmm. I was, was going to say heated. It wasn't heated. It's a lot to it unpack. Was, yeah. It was rousing. So this is going to be Wild. a really good episode. So, before we get into that, we're going to talk about our highs and lows. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. paper to spit my gum out. My Lisa's spitting her gum out, guys. <laughs> so, highs and lows, who wants to start? Me, even though I didn't think of it. I'll think of it right now. Okay. So, my high, oh, my high of the week was probably today. I feel like I'm probably missing a big one, but today, when I woke up and I didn't have very much pain at all, Kind of. She's pregnant. Ooh. If you didn't know, I had. She's pregnant. I had way less pain today, and I woke up and I was like, oh, barely feeling any pain. It was great, 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 great. And then my low was <laughs> when I didn't sleep most of the nights this week. It was like a bunch of lows in a row. I was like, <laughs> why am I awake again? Why am I awake again? Why am Oof. I awake again? So that was really irritating. That's very hard. But I'm feeling pretty good. Um, 
my high um, was I came out with this song last night at midnight. Oh, you don't sing. And it's doing really well. It's called Adam Bomb if you want to listen. So I was really excited that it's going over so well. Apparently you guys like it a lot. A lot, a lot. Um, so thanks. Um, my low was probably yesterday. I was just really tired from start to finish. Amen. So it was just hard to what was yesterday? keep going through the day when I was filmed. falling asleep. Um, <laughs> you yes, Amy. I could tell you were in a bad mood. You were like, every I time I looked at you, triggered. Anyway, um, I feel like since we're in this weird time in the world, all of my highs have to do with walks because that is the only thing that is getting me through. Mm. I went on a great, great. Oh, please don't clap break. on the table. Sorry, I forget. <laughs> I went on a great, great, great walk yesterday. That was me <laughs> clapping for emphasis. Um, and it was very fun. But then my low was I was very sad after. So, you know. Oh, because of the walk? No. I oh, just was in a sad separate. mood. Okay. Like, the walk lifted my spirits for a while. And then, and then I nosedived and I didn't go to bed till 1 a.m. And it was not great. Oh, Ames. But really, because I was just watching TV trying to avoid my feelings. I could have gone Relatable. to bed a lot earlier if I didn't do that. Mm, I missed my first wave last I'll get ya. Well... My low was that it was my big day on Monday, which means my time of the month. Hey, my time of the month began. So it was my big day, and it was not good. I literally ended the day by crying to my fiance, who did nothing wrong, and I was like, "It's not a good day." He's like, oh, "I'm so sorry." I was like, "You didn't do anything." He's like, "I just wish you wouldn't get so sad." I was like, "I can't control it." He's like, "Me so every." It's me every day now. That was um, me every day to Nick. I literally for the last six like, months. I can't control it. <laughs> we talked about hormones so much yeah. this week. I just felt bad because he took it really hard. He felt like so bad. I was like, it's okay. It's, it's a physical impulse. I feel it's like not, it's not real. But anyway, that was my low for sure. But that then is a low. my high was like this morning, but it was more of a superficial high. I didn't have a very self-connected, you know, deep soaring high this week. It was a lot of like workhorsing myself and just like get up, get it done, get out of it. <laughs> so this morning I just got up and put these glasses on and got dressed and I felt really confident. I was like, ooh, I can run the world. But in more of a shallow way, you know, I didn't feel, wow, I have revealed my vulnerabilities to myself and processed my emotions and I am just cleaned out and like full, you know. Mm. I didn't have one of those. So but gotcha. you know, you can't have that every week. So, I True. feel. Mm. I that feel. was my week. <laughs> okay, my low was two nights ago. I was just having a really off night. I felt very insecure, disconnected with myself, just weird. And I just came home wanting to watch TV and just like eat comfort food. Like, I just wasn't. I, I can tell that I was avoiding too. my feelings because I just wasn't thinking. And I was like, I really want to watch TV. Oh, I want some chocolate. And I was like, wait, this is um, this is a sign. Oh, yeah, feelings. Okay. This is a sign Yeah, I was something. like remembering that thing, you know, feelings. I don't really think about that very often. So then I was like, oh, I should probably try to journal, whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay, I feel like we're always like, oh, journal, yay. Like, But it's like in the, moment, in the moment, it's annoying. When you want to watch a TV show and not think, then you're like, I don't want to journal. So, you know, that's yes. real life, okay? Then you know you need a journal. Yeah, so I did. I sat my butt down in my bed <laughs> and I got... I got out my journal and I journaled a bunch and I just poured out my feelings. I listened to this great playlist, just really like soft songs. And I just cried and I just discovered some deep truths about myself. So that she was really to, good. Um, wrong or something. No, but I should have. 
Honestly, wrong would have been a good, but I wasn't trying to go that deep. I was trying to, <laughs> I mean, I did like, go deep, but on. I feel like when I'm really like deeply expressing my feelings, I need like a calm song to support me. Because like, that attacks you. You know, like, like a soft guitar part that's just it like. It attacks mm. you. No, that song takes your hand and you jump into yeah. the water together. No, that's I wasn't trying to be curled up in a ball on the floor. <laughs> that was what that song was I agree. Oh, at that time. I so, feel like, yeah. I feel like Nick and I could turn on the same time be like Nick just get into your feelings then we would both cry and we'd both be like turn it off that would never happen wait did Nick know that song? no wait, but no, if he I'm did he would be like he's like no I don't think he would no I'm just I'm just no it could be like a country, country song he would listen to it as a country I'm song just trying to be I think he did no, I think he would appreciate it. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Wait, I can't hear it. No more. Lisa, I do a country version. Lisa, oh, no, I just did that. Yeah. Lisa, she put on a cowboy style. hat and get a guitar and she should do a country cover of that. That would be iconic. Okay, okay. and my hi. My hi. My hi. Okay, sorry, I'm being annoying. My hi was that I did my, I did a wedding dress fitting. So Ooh. that was fun. And yeah, I can't wait for you guys to see my dress. You'll see it very quickly. It's gorgeous. I am so excited about my dress. It's literally perfect. It's good. So, song you bully Someone has to bully you. You know what happens here. when you oh, have a red eye you. at your side at all times? You just, literally you just rise side. up. You mean that boy, boy at my side? This boy at my side. Yeah, see, Christine and I both have risen. But also this boy at my side. When do I bully you? Oh when do you Lisa's never bullied me for the right. I don't remember bullying. You bullied me. <gasps> Wait, Lisa yes, did, did bully me. You you full on bullied Amy. When? For oh, a long I'm time. No, Wait, Lisa bullied me in Malibu, I remember. And I was like, why do you keep saying all this stuff to me? It's like you're criticizing everything I do. I was mad at you. I remember <laughs> that. And then you stop. You're like, no, you low-key bully, it's like, Lord, it's like, hey, I don't bully oh. for real, though. Yeah, I'm not saying real bully. I'm saying real or fake, I don't remember fake bullying Fake bullying, yeah. I don't like, remember bullying, bullying. Yeah. Right. I gotta say, I really enjoyed the bit about the fake sleeping that you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you that know. you guys did. <laughs> that was really funny. I, I enjoyed that. It really brightened my morning. I was sitting next to myself, ha, 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 Talking about Instagram stories, I bullied Christina on her story. <laughs> She's like, are you fake sleeping? Oh, Lisa bullied me when... She sent a video of her screaming when I typed. Um, when I texted everyone, I'm screaming. Was I bullying? Oh yeah, or doing an impression? Yeah, Lisa impersonated Amy. That was freaking funny. <laughs> All right, ladies. All Let's right. move on to our spicy advice Q and A. All right, Let's spicy advice question. Thank this you. is from Patreon. This is from Nada Ali. I gotta give you a shout out because you always ask good questions. You do. Really, mm-hmm. you're iconic, Nada. Okay, so she said, I have a hard time telling whether I'm being selfish. Or taking care of myself when I say no to people. How do you guys know when to draw the line? This is an amazing question. That's a really astute question. I feel like I need to put on my thinking cap for that. Like we can all relate to this. I've thought about this so many times. I don't really. How do you draw the line? Only in relationships. What? Only in my romantic relationships. Then talk about that. Yeah, that's the only way that I relate. I I am not like you people. Wait wait wait. What do you mean you don't relate to what? I'm saying generally, if I need something, I I'm more just. Even if I am being selfish, I'm just like, I need to go to bed or, or I need to eat. I just do it. Okay. And I'm like, oh no. I feel but like with dating now, I've been triggered into this new kingdom. Oh. So. I feel like where the line is for me is when saying yes would negatively affect me. So, mm. like, if saying yes is just like mm, kind of annoying, but it's like, you want to do something for someone that you care about, then, like, I'll do it. But if 
saying yes is like, okay, I this will negatively affect me if I do it. Like, I need to rest tonight to have a good day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I need alone time to even be able to connect with someone right now. Like, I guess it's like if someone really wanted to hang out and they're having, like, kind of a rough day or something, it's like, oh, you want to hang out? If I'm like, okay, they're having a rough day and maybe I don't really want to hang out, but I'm like... I could hang out. Like, it's not going to negatively affect me if I don't hang out. But if I'm like, I know they're having kind of a rough day, it's but so I will have a rough day tomorrow if I hang out with this person tonight because I really have been going through it or, like, I had a really long day and I need to rest tonight. That's kind of, like, where the line is for me. Wait, I just realized. I know when I'm being selfish if there's something like, you know, today I looked at the ch- boxes of chicken nuggets and I saw which one had less and I gave Amy that one. <laughs> Okay, I know. This but you could say Amy's a foot short. Well, I am. She didn't think of that. I didn't she think of that. I didn't she know. didn't. No, I, I, totally I was not selfish. trying to spin it to myself. Well, um, listen. Because you do tell yourself the truth. This is my um, when, I, when I'm doing something that's a little ridiculous, but I'm like, well, no one's harmed, whatever. I'll just do it. But if I'm like, oh, but if I do this selfish thing and then other people are like, you know, what's the opposite of benefiting? Negatively affected. They're, they're being negatively affected, then I'm like, okay, you have to draw the line. Well, the question is about mm-hmm. saying no. Well, saying no. How do you know so that's when you're I'm taking saying. care of yourself when versus I'm, being selfish? When I say no, I, I always say no what pretty is comfortably. Being selfish but is then sometimes I say no to myself of being selfish, or I'm like, oh, stop. Let I me, think can I define being selfish? Let me flip the question because I want to say. I don't think someone who's asking you when they're being selfish is a selfish person. Yeah, I think if someone was a selfish mean. person, there's no way they would have asked this question. This yeah, is a question that a people yeah. pleaser who gives of themselves and is there for people a lot and actually feels kind of Too worn much, down, yeah. that's the kind of person who would ask this question. So I would say, not a. I would probably almost guarantee that you're not selfish and you're probably almost never selfish with your friends. You're probably giving too much. Yeah. You probably need to reel it back a bit. And what I do is, I've, I know I've mentioned this before, but I think it bears repeating because it's helpful, is... I think of myself as my own manager or my own, you know, scheduler, a personal assistant. And I'm like, let me check. You know, I think of myself as a separate person that I'm in charge of. Does that make sense? And I'm like, let me check Caitlin's schedule. And then I think of if I was scheduling someone else's life, would this overwhelm them? Usually the answer is yes. So usually I, sometimes I'll still do it. But I try not to do it when I'm like, okay, this would overwhelm me. Like, if you think of it as someone else and how considerate you'd be to them. Okay, yeah. wait, This is my part where I relate. If you think... Nope, I lost it. Someone else go. I, I forgot. Well, I'm thinking of a situation that's like, okay, your friend or, like, your boyfriend, they have some, like, event coming up and you don't want to go to it. But you should support them, though, even though you don't want to go, like, some, like, ceremony or something. So in that case, oh, saying I no, I think, is being one. selfish because it. it's like... You should just support them this. even though you don't really want to go. Yeah. Okay, wait. Or, say, I just remembered it. If wait, you, I'm adding to hers. I know, but I was just saying I remember. Okay, I'll add if to you hers. Wouldn't, okay, if you're looking at the situation, you're like, oh, I'm so overloaded, but someone really wants me to do this thing. Reverse the situation and say, if this person was in my shoes, would I expect them to drop everything in a stressful situation and do this for me? If you wouldn't expect it of someone else, then you don't need to do it. That's what I'd say. Okay, so in Lauren's, I think you could make um, two different scenarios where it would be a different thing. I just don't want to be too extreme that so you're never being selfish in hers, to say no. In, yeah, in that one, it's like, are. oh, I want to put my feelings aside in this moment and go to this and support them. I think that'll work. Yeah. But I can think of an example where it wouldn't be selfish yeah. to miss. And I could think of like myself being pregnant. If I were like super, super sick, mm-hmm. say I'm in the first trimester, I'm throwing up, I feel horrible. 
And it's like, Nick wants me to go to this thing to support him, but I'm like, Nick. No, you can't do I it. really want to support you, but I feel so dead. My body desperately needs rest. Waking up early is going to hurt me. Walking around and trying to throw up is going to be really painful for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can go and support you. I'm sorry, but... I need to take care of myself right now. My body's telling me to take yeah. care of myself. Yeah. That would not be selfish, but a lot of people would be like, oh, I don't want to be selfish. I've seen this happen a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of women, it's especially like, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't want to be selfish. I'm in pain right now, but like, um, I think I'll just push it down and just support them. But it's like, what about them supporting you in your need to take care of yourself and rest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's not a one size fits all thing. You can't yeah. just say, this is when you're selfish. This is when you're not. It's... Are you taking people's feelings into account, but are you taking your own feelings into account as well? It's like, are you harming yourself in the process of trying to help someone? That's not good. And let me offer one last point, which would be, there is a middle ground. Like, you, what if you, your friend, it's your good friend's birthday party, and it's tonight, and you're exhausted, you had a really long week. Couldn't you just stop by for 30 minutes and then go home and sleep? Maybe you can. Maybe you absolutely can't, and that's fine. But if there's That's like, true. don't you expect don't yourself to, to stay thing. there for three hours. Or like, if your friend's like, I'm really hurting, but you are like dead. Could you say, they're like, I need to talk to you. Could you be like, hey, I'm so sorry, but tonight's not a good night. Can we talk tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you say, I really want to support there. you. I have nothing to give tonight, but I want to get a good night's sleep and be able to like really be there with you yeah, tomorrow. So there's a difference between being like, no, can we talk I can't tomorrow? talk. Sorry. Or like, oh, can we talk another night? Like, you yeah. know, there's a difference. Yeah, I would say it's just all in your all right. intentions. Yeah. Yes. All right. So we, I feel like we maybe need an, um, an episode where we go way more into that. That's yeah. a good topic. We had so much to talk about. Anyway, oh, yeah. so we're going to jump into our topic of conversation for the day, which is perfectionism. Oof. So um, this is a really, really really intriguing one for all of us. We can all relate to it mm-hmm. in different ways. So we're going to share some of our stories of our experiences and struggles with perfectionism um, in personal detail. Um, but we're going to start with um, some little snippets from Psychology Today talking about perfectionism because we realized we were a little confused like, wait a minute, what exactly are we talking about with perfectionism? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, because I thought we were just talking about like being detail-oriented and thorough, and then I was like, oh, that's not perfectionism. Yeah, so this is interesting. Listen to this. Um, Psychology Today. What makes perfectionism so toxic is that while those in its grip desire success, they are most focused on avoiding failure. So theirs is a negative orientation. They expect others' love and approval to be conditional on a flawless performance mm. and then there's another little section talking about um different like types of perfectionism. types angles basically self-oriented perfectionism or imposing an unrealistic desire to be perfect on oneself other oriented perfectionism or imposing unrealistic standards of perfectionism or perfection on other people and the last one is socially prescribed perfectionism or Perceiving unrealistic expectations of perfection from others. Wow, that's really so interesting. Does that mean you think other people expect you to be yes. perfect? Yes. Yes. So Which the I first can relate one, to that one. Self-oriented means you're putting unrealistic standards on yourself. The last one means you are imagining that everyone else is expecting you to be perfect. Yeah. Oh, wow. We've all had. Well, not we've all. I feel like we've all had that that um, experience where you do something, you mess up, and you're like, oh my gosh. All these people around me are going to be disappointed because they all were expecting me to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, most likely they were not. You might have even been that. shocked if you like were like, "I'm so sorry," and they were like, "It's fine. It's not a big deal." And they, you could tell they were genuine. You were like, "Oh, 
I thought they were going to freak out. Well, yeah. a big misconception is I think a lot of people think all perfectionists look the same. Do all perfectionists look the same? No. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. I would say they definitely don't. And we talked about this, like, a lot of times perfectionists kind of fly under the radar because in your mind you might be thinking, oh, I'm not a perfectionist. A perfectionist is that girl who always has her outfit perfectly in place. She looks perfect. She always gets great grades. She's, you know, the president of 10 different clubs. Like She you probably might, is one. Yeah, you, that, you might think that's the only way someone could be a perfectionist, but it can actually be in a lot of different ways. And I'll share a story that I can recall from my past when I was a kid, we did musical theater. I did it for five years. I don't know if you guys did it. It's kind of similar lengths, but I did it for five years. And I think I was the one who probably did it a little bit longer. I think I, I did it for five years. Loved it so much. It was like my passion. Mm-hmm. I loved, loved, loved musical theater. And, But for some reason, through all my five years, I could never get myself to actually practice for my auditions. And every single time, it would come up every three months or whatever. And I'd be like, okay, this time I'm going to start a month in advance, I'm gonna practice the song 50 times. Like I would always make a goal. And every time I would actually get to it, I could not bring myself to actually practice. And by the time I got to the audition day, I was terrified and I totally, my voice was shaky. Like I didn't feel confident. Like it was like, I was so, I had such high standards for how I wanted to do for the audition that I just didn't try at all. It because, causes like mm, chronic procrastination. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. Yeah, I relate to that because when I was younger, we were all placed on the swimming team, as my grandmother called it. <laughs> and um, we yes, we were placed. <laughs> and I was, okay, I'm not someone that's going to be a naturally gifted swimmer, you know? Like, naturally gifted swimmers are tall, and they have large hands and feet, and I'm one small. inch tall, and I have small everything. So, for me, I was the slowest person in my age group, and I would have expected, like, I didn't like being that bad at it, but because I knew I was never going to be great at it or, like, achieve super highly in my mind, I wouldn't even try with, like, extra workouts or practicing more to get out of the first heat. I couldn't do it because I was like, I'm. it's way better for me to fail and be in the first heat in my head, which is not true, by not trying than to try and still be in the first heat and be embarrassed. But mm-hmm. what I didn't realize is... I would have gained the strength in physical and mental ways if I had tried that well, I didn't and you gain. you probably would have had more fun doing it yeah. if you were a little bit better. I wouldn't be so embarrassed like, every You don't time. have to be number one just to be like decently yeah, good at something. That's like, more perfect. fun. I thought it was thing. all yeah. or you nothing. Think you have to be number, number one. one. I am never going to yeah. be number one, but it's, I could have been like number you know, 80 instead of number 100. It's you know? not enough just to improve and do better. It you have to be the best or you have to be perfect. And on the other thing that the other thing that we really noticed when we were talking about perfectionism is a huge sign of it is when you're so afraid to fail that you won't even try. That's mm-hmm. like a huge part of it. Oh yeah. So there are some common categories where people's perfectionism will really get them. And these would be appearance, so your looks, you know. I was going to say go into categories every looks, but your looks, I your think appearance. you get that. Um, and your performance or like achievement when it comes to school, grades, college, sports, career, success, and relationships. Yes. Well, and another thing we discussed is how people can have like, well, no, everyone has very different specific definitions of perfection. Like, 
Yeah. Even with your looks, some people might be, like, one girl could be like, I want to be this glitzy, Kardashian, like, glamorous woman, and, like, every, I need to look like that all the time. Someone else could be like, I need to be, like, really clean cut and, like, mm. athlete, simple, mm. don't draw too much attention. That's, like, their perfect standard. Mm. And you can have someone else's standard of perfection, but you will never have your own because mm. the bar is too high. It's really weird. That's really interesting. How that works. And with achievements and stuff, you know, someone's like, I want to go to this specific college or whatever. Some other perfectionist is like, I don't believe in college. I wasn't raised that way. I want to make a billion dollars on some crazy business. I don't know. Like, you even two perfectionists in the same career or whatever can do it completely differently, mm-hmm. but they're still both perfectionists. So to illustrate that, we're going to tell you guys some of our experiences in these different categories of looks, relationships, oh, and then like performance and achievement yeah i know for me for looks i had this image in my mind which is so just sad looking back on that but i literally had this girl in my mind that i just i guess i somehow just chose the opposite of how i looked and i was like i think that the ideal like perfect woman would be like medium-sized height but probably on the shorter side so she's cute and small that's kind of what i thought was like a people thought not too short yeah, no, but I don't know. I just thought smaller. Oh, that's what boys like. Sorry. And then I always thought blonde. Like, oh, blondes. Like, everyone what? loves blondes, whatever. Now I love being a brunette. So like, let me think of everything's the opposite No, sure. And I thought, blonde. oh, everyone loves blue eyes. That's what you always hear about in songs. <laughs> blue eyes, tan, which I am tan. But, okay, blonde, blue-eyed, tan, medium height, like, curvy but skinny. Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah, it was just very, and I wasn't curvy at all as a teenager, as I mentioned in one of the other episodes. Obviously, not blonde, not blue-eyed, <laughs> not short, very tall. So it was just the opposite of who I was, and it tortured me because I would look in the mirror at myself, and I would have this other image of a different type of girl. And I would even see girls, like, at Oak Ridge and stuff, the high school I was near our house, like, who looked sort of like the standard, and I'd be like, oh, I will never look like that. Mm. Oh, that's like what people want, and I just, I'm not gonna be like that, so I'm just not gonna be pretty. That's what pretty is, and I can't mm. be it. It was such a like rigid mm. thing in my mind. Yeah, Aww. mine was the self-oriented one, which now I'm realizing I have the, what is it, the socially prescribed one as well, with more like emotional things that I have to work through of like, people expect me to be there for them in this weird way that no one ever said, I don't know. But anyway, the <laughs> looks one was very chronic as a teenager for me. It was self-oriented, meaning I put it on myself for the most part. I thought I did. And I, it's like I didn't quite have this image of like a person. It would just be like, I would look at my legs and be like, that's not what they're supposed to look like. I need more muscle. They need to be bigger. They need to be smaller. They need to be more toned or whatever. And like my stomach. My legs are it needs too to thick. be. Yeah. <laughs> She literally says that in her song. Listen to my song, Unloved. You may have heard it. it. Um, My stomach, it needs to be skinnier and flatter or whatever. I need to be prettier. I need to get better at makeup. And like this this constant vibe of just like, I have this one journal that's particularly dark from like that period of time. It's like 2008, 2009. Where I was just like, oh, I need to work out more. Tomorrow I'm going to do this and this and this and like... I'm going to go on this really long so run. Sad. I'm going to lift all these weights. And I was, like, Aww. really athletic at the time. I was doing boxing. I was lifting weights. I was running all the time. I think I was even... You I was run? Swimming. I didn't even know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was running. Run. I was doing long bike rides. Like, I was very in shape. I could do 100 bicep curls without stopping. That oh. is like excessive. I never knew that. 15? Oh, my gosh. Yes, I was really Savagery. My boxing coaches so were like, you need to spar. And I was like, no. Anyway, I, I was it. too scared. 
But I just, and I look back now and I'm like, wow, I was so fit. I was so cute and I was great, but I did not see that. I just like hated myself and I made this, this vague, undefined, so I couldn't mm. reach it, standard mm. of perfection. And I, I, all I knew was whatever I was, was not good enough. If I changed, then I was too much of something or not mm. enough. Everything that I changed was never the right thing. That is so interesting because I always had you as my standard. <gasps> so oh. I was like, I don't look like Lisa, so I'm just not going to look oh. good. Stop. No. <laughs> but like, because no. like, we're obviously very different. And so um, growing up, I just didn't even put in the effort because I was like, I'm too scared to try it all because I don't know how to try so oh. then I was just like, I'm not going to look good, so I'll just wear a bunch of weird, ratty clothing <laughs> no. and one day figure it out. I still have that standard on myself of, like, I'm only allowed to get ready and wear makeup and do my hair if I'm doing work, which is so weird. Aww. Like, I'm getting out of it more, but still, I will never wear makeup in public if I didn't work that day. It's super weird. I got to get, you know. What do you, like, what do you associate it with? I don't know. It's like, oh... It's like, I'm not allowed to be beautiful on my own. Yeah, or like... Or to try. Yeah. There's not an excuse to try when you're not yeah. Yes, there's Work not an excuse. excuse. So I'm like, yeah. I don't it's want like to I'm try. Because like I don't want people to think I'm trying too okay. hard. That's so That's so true because it's vulnerable to like try yeah. with your appearance. Yeah. Like I tried, like, like whenever I was younger, I didn't want my hair to look like I curled it. I didn't want my makeup to look like I <gasps> yeah. put any on. Like you don't want to look like you tried. And around trying. here, nobody wears any makeup really in the social circles that we are kind of in. So it's like mm. Yeah, I've different. had that where I'm like, oh, am I too like put like overdressed or put, put together, together or whatever compared oh, to yeah. this. If you have friends that say, what are you so dressed up for? No, try it. They need like, to which, chill. But you no don't even have said that to me. Don't I need, still felt that Some that, of though. my friends as teenagers were kind of like some that. Or like people, people around, why are you wearing makeup? Okay. Like, did you curl your hair? Yeah. It really, yeah, I did. those are not bad people. That's a very, very common. It's like a teenager It's a common teenager insecurity, but don't let that get to you, please. Yeah, I wanted to. It literally doesn't matter. Why? Like, oh, I am going to the Navy Ball today, so I am wearing my makeup. Like, you don't need to be going to the Governor's Ball or whatever. I don't know. Every day, you could just get dressed because you want it's to. It's okay. Yeah. And yeah. if someone says to you, why are you wearing makeup? I would say you that's more to. of a reflection on them than yeah. you. Yeah. Why I do they care? Put some on. Do, yeah. Does you putting something on your face affect them in any way? No. No, no also, it doesn't. Why are you not wearing makeup or whatever? Like, literally, whatever you're doing, yeah, it it's fine. It's literally fine. Yes. Yeah, because you're doing it. What makes you you. feel comfortable? I have like an interesting experience from me being a child. I didn't have like the beauty ideas when I was a kid at all. So I was literally like six or seven. But I was such a perfectionist with appearance when I was a kid. Not trying to look pretty. I was trying to look just perfect. So basically, I would put my hair into a ponytail before I go to um, gymnastics. I would like brush it back. And I just, I have this memory. I feel like we had a a mirror in the garage for some reason and I was like looking in the mirror and I was brushing and I was like there's a bump <sighs> and I like took it out and I tried again until and I was like there's a bump again <sighs> and then I took it out and I combed it again and then every time I put it in, I'd be like there better not be a bump <sighs> there's a bump again and then I was crying because there was a bump in my ponytail and if there was just one bump I was like you can't wear this ponytail it has to be perfect. And if I would get food, like some kind of stain on my clothing, oh my gosh. I would be mortified. Captain, now that no. I would that was be a hot mess. mortified. I was like, I feel that. there's a stain. Wait, you remember that as a kid being like that? 
Yes. I, I don't even remember that happening to you. Probably because it almost never happened. Because I didn't have any stains in my clothing. I was like very, very careful. It's also funny careful. to me that you were so you were so worried about your hair having a bump when you were going to do a physical activity where your hair was about to get messy. Yeah. But I guess as a six-year-old, you don't think about I that. I don't even know why I thought it couldn't have a bump or everything needed to be perfect, but I was like freaking out. I feel that. Mm. Also, um, in case anyone's wondering, I have a hair in my eye. I can feel it. I just can't get it out. So our lovely assistant is going to grab me a mirror. Bob Whittaburger. While we, can, while we continue. <laughs> So what about in the category of relationships? Perfectionism in that Okay, area. this is like, I feel like that relationship, I feel like that's a type of perfectionism that is very much present, but people don't really talk about it. I don't it. think people you don't like feel that Or way. even realize yeah. it. Yeah, so we realized this as we were talking. I, to this day, still have this problem and I'm trying to work on it, but definitely even more so when I was a teenager in early 20s, which is having a perfectionistic standard of, how you interact with people and how people react to you. So I always, I mean, to this day, I'm trying to get better, but it's like, I was like, I need to be perfectly nice. I can never say something mean. I can never be perceived as a mean person or people are going to hate me and not want to hang out with me. Or like, it was just this, and that's something like, that's actually one of the number one things that I've had panic attacks regularly to is if someone reacted badly or said something to me like, oh, like if they if they took something I said as being mean, I that. and I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, because oh, no. she would smile 24 seven, and I remember being like, why is Kath smiling? I can tell it's not a real smile, and she's not happy right now, yeah. but she's smiling. I don't really get it. Well, as a when I was young, really where that came from was I felt, and it was there were certain things that happened that really made me feel this way, but I felt that it was my duty to be happy mm. and to make others happy, and that I wasn't allowed to be anything else. Mm. I remember even reading this random email one time from like a self help group that was like. Every woman has an inner, like, just kind of, like, the part of you that's, like, in a bad mood or, like, you know what I mean? Like, an inner, I don't know what the word would be, but it's, like, just that side of you that's, like, kind of rude or snappy or whatever sometimes. And, like, that's okay. And I was, like, oh. That's okay to like be in a bad mood yeah, or like what? to be rude sometimes. I, got I that never memo. thought I was okay. It was okay for me to be like <laughs> I that. Because I thought if I'm not nice 100% of the time, I am a mean person and people mm. cannot see me that way or they're not going to love me. That's like a mm. huge thing. I relate to that. So it's like, it's people pleasing and, and being a kind of like just feeling like I'm very reliant on the way people react to me. Which is what you can't even control. Yeah, and that's what makes yeah. it insane. And you can't control how people react to you. Yeah. I really had this when it comes to romantic relationships. I remember, like, really thinking that the guy who I liked, I had a crush when I was dating, whatever, was, like, a reflection of me. And, like, he needed mm. to be cute. Well, obviously, I wanted to like someone who I thought was cute anyway. But I remember but thinking, like, like other people, cute to other people. I hope other... Yeah, there we go. I hope other people think he's cute because I need them to think that he is this impressive. like whatever impressive because then it makes me look more impressive i didn't realize how much that's a lot of pressure once again you can't control what he's gonna do how he's gonna look that His day haircut. he's gonna get a haircut <laughs> you can't control that and i remember even like yeah i remember just thinking like like what clothing is he wearing and like how is he mm. acting the sort of reflection of me actually see Catherine and I were t- well we were talking about this and she was sa- saying she knows this too a lot of people do that like even in their marriages like their oh. husband will be saying something that's kind of weird or wacky or whatever and the wife is like you can tell she's like really embarrassed like he's or a reflection vice versa. of me the husband does that to the wife too yeah. but then when you're well normally when we're sitting there we're like I don't get why She's getting so worked up. Like, he's just being yeah. funny, but she you, sees yeah. it as, like, embarrassing. Usually it's, like, he'll be telling a joke. And then she's, like, she, I don't, don't think they understand that. what you mean. Maybe you should explain. Like, she's like, so scared okay. that her husband oh. might come across weird. And it's, like, 
it's okay if it comes across weird. He can be weird. Some people it's okay. are weird. He can be zany. And then it's like, is that a reflection of me? Like, am I weird? It's am like, I not? Did you enough? not know you were marrying a zany, weird person? Because that's who they are, and that's <laughs> you totally know that. cool. And they probably fell in love with that part of them too. Yeah. And it's such a bad feeling um, for the Ugh. other person, I imagine, to feel like. This your partner is you're putting this pressure on you. They're like trying to edit you. Yeah, to face tune your person. It's like, are you looking for a life partner and a companion, or like a mannequin to haul around that exactly. models True. your products? Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, I definitely That's relate really to that sad. one a lot too. That makes me really sad thinking about it. Yeah, well, that ain't good. I relate to what Kath was saying, but kind of like a in a flipped way. Where I've always felt this, like, insane pressure to react to others perfectly. Mm. Because I always had, like, a natural talent at, like, reading people's moods and, like, kind of knowing what they need. Which, like, is a good thing to do. But I took it so far to perfectionism where I would literally feel like I have to react perfectly like if it's, mm. if someone's upset I can't just like do my best to be there for them I have to be exactly what they need in that moment or mm. I am failing as a person and as a friend and like literally taking it so far as like you're hanging out with someone and I would be like okay do I need to be like upbeat and like <coughs> talkative right now is that what they want right now or do I need to be really like chill and Aww. laid back like are they kind of irritated like I would orient myself to be exactly what people needed. And when I got it wrong, I was like, I failed as a friend. Like, I'm mm. expected to match, like, whatever their mood is, but they're not expected to yes. do any adjustments for me. They don't have me. to notice anything about me, but I have to notice every last mm. thing and adjust to make sure they feel good and they're in the perfect mood. That's I'm guessing relatable. a lot of you guys can really relate yeah. to that. Really I'm taking a wild guess. Oh, hey, you guys are like, so relatable draining you can't live your life that because way. that's the oh opposite of like true friendship where you feel yeah. like you can just be yourself and be safe mm-hmm. you know that's what yeah. you that's Being what you really want to feel you know what this is really weird i feel that pressure um and i'm a lot better now but when we first started doing meet and greets oh my gosh <laughs> 2013 oh, 2014 yeah. i would go i would if i was like if if one person sees me not smiling they're gonna think I hate them. They're gonna think I'm a jerk. They're gonna I'm gonna ruin the whole thing for everyone, and they won't get their money's worth, and everyone will be upset, and it'll all be my fault. So mm. for four hours, sometimes my face would be so sore. I'm like, <laughs> I would smile and smile and smile, which I was happy to be there, but it was not like I wasn't like, but I was doing it, and then I would get in the car after and go, and I would like just uh, and like drop my face so hard just because yeah. I was so it was just exhausting trying to please every single person instead of just oh, yeah. being genuine Yourself. and yeah. letting my face do what it was gonna do <laughs> yeah it was way that. too much now mm. in the performance slash achievement category whew, I can really relate to mm-hmm. this category I think a big 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 way that most people can relate um in relate on relate to relate to relate to is grades Mm-hmm. Where you literally feel like it's like life or death. Like if I don't get straight A's, I'm never gonna get a job. I'm never gonna go to college. If I don't graduate, if I don't go to this college, I will never be successful. There's no other option. Oh my! We gosh. feel like there's literally no other option, and we have to be perfect in these different ways. And it sucks because you can measure like your grades against other people your age and your friends and how they're doing, and then it's like, wow, there I have a scale right there in front of me mm-hmm. showing me how good I am or how worthy I am or how valuable I am it's totally not true not real that's not how life really is but it feels like that 
because you are able to do that. So grades is a really, really big one for people. I had that a lot when I was in college. We didn't do grades in homeschool. It's just like you keep learning until you learn the thing. But with grades, I was like, ah, ah. I was like freaking out. Like I wouldn't want to write a paper because I was like scared that I wasn't going to be good enough. So I procrastinate, of course. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really a procrastinating type. But I would do that because I was so terrified that I wasn't going to get a good grade. I ended up getting over that somehow. I don't really know how. But another um, another thing that this leads to, which that's kind of what we're talking about there, is all or nothing thinking and procrastination, like I just said. So when you are so terrified that it's not going to be good enough, um, you will just put it off. Because the idea of doing the task is so terrifying. Why do you want to do it if it's terrifying? You're like, let me just ignore that and watch Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. Let me do anything like but plan. whatever that thing is that I have to work on. Because you're terrified. So you procrastinate. Or you have this all or nothing thinking situation, which I'll get into later more, where it's just like, if I can't do it all, I'm doing None of it. Mm-hmm. I can only do all of it perfectly. I can only be perfect and do all of it. Or I might as well not. Mm. Work. Yeah. So some of our experience in this area. Um, okay, so I... Mm, I've just always been very, very strict with myself as far as, like, literally everything that I do that has, like, a like scaling system or whatever like like sports where you can be like first (coughs) second or third place or like grades or like just any type of thing where you can measure your performance and like I have to be the best and I never was the best like I I always say I'm more of like a third place kind of person. Like I'm like good but I don't I don't win the race but I'll get like third place. And, yeah, and like... You never thought of you like that. <laughs> well, that, that's how I always was in, like, sports and, like, even in musical theater. Like, I wouldn't get the lead, but I get, like, a mid kind of part. And so, well, yeah, it's interesting because I see myself that way, but no one else does. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would say as first place. <laughs> yeah. But I feel that a lot with, like, work especially. And I realized this, like, a year ago. I guess I am 21 right now, but... When I first turned 21, like, I felt like I'm so old. And I would compare myself to, like, Jeff Bezos or something. Or, like, like Steve Jobs. <laughs> and be like, I'm supposed to be a billionaire CEO. But then I realized, yeah. like, I'm not 50. Um, and I also don't have to be a billionaire. But I would, like... Put myself to a literally impossible standard like that that makes no sense. And every single project I did, every song that I wrote, every song I produced, every like project I was a part of, no matter how well it did, it was never enough. Like even if it was like double the last time, it's like, well, it wasn't like Taylor Swift, so it wasn't enough. Or like it didn't make... 10 billion dollars and like that's what Steve Jobs did so it's not enough and it's like I just it was just no matter what I did it can never be enough because it's kind of like what you're saying about the um appearance thing is this vague standard that I didn't even know what it was but whatever I did was just not enough and it wasn't cutting it ever Mm -hmm. yeah I 
am really similar to Lauren. I know that I keep saying that. It's so weird, but we have a lot of similarities. Not yeah. completely, guys. Okay, not completely. But we have a lot of similarities. And I had a lot of those same comparison situations that I'll get into. But I remember when I was a kid, like, my environment was even a part of the perfectionism. Um, we shared a room. Um, some of us gals, you weren't alive. And I kept my stuff perfect. I put a line down the middle of the room and I was like, this is my side. I remember Catherine would have like one of her like toys or something would get into my side. I'd be like, Catherine, this goes on your side, not my side. I keep my side perfect. I would make my bed every morning. It would look perfect and flawless. I would just make sure everything was in its place. And I would just, I would just be so upset if it wasn't. And I remember playing piano. Um, I started playing piano when I was two. I just went to the piano and figured out a song by myself. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, she has like piano talent, whatever. And then she started teaching me and I loved it. But the thing that Lauren said, like I was comparing myself to Mozart. I remember when I learned about him and like what age he was, he was like six or seven or something. And he wrote some crazy piece. And I was like, I was six or seven. I was doing really well. I was excelling. I was, um, I was working on some really like great pieces for that age. Now that I'm looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I played it. I was six. But I was like, Mozart wrote this? When he was my age, I could never do that. And I was so, like, mad at myself. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you I don't measure up him. at all. You're barely doing anything. You just play piano every day. And I would try to write, and I could not do it. So perfectionism was really big in my songwriting. Because mm-hmm. I took, like, years to be able to, like, finish a song that I had written. Um, like, for years I tried to write, but I couldn't because I was like, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. But I finally made the rule don't judge your song until after you finish writing it. That was the mm. only way I was able to finish songs. So I'd be like, just record it, get it out there, and then you can judge it afterwards. Otherwise, I would literally never finish a you song. You hacked your own mind. I would never finish a song because I'd be like, this sucks. This isn't good. Like, we were just working on a song recently, and I was like, not good, not good, not good. And I was like, whatever, just record it. Doesn't matter that it's not good, just record it. That's what I have to do now because otherwise I think it's nowhere near good enough. I did this I did this with like every category, but like career is a really big one for me. Just feeling like I need to do more, bigger, better, more, 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 more. Like it's never enough. Mm-hmm. Like we need to be trailblazing this and that and have this impressive thing and that impressive thing. And we talked about this and it was at the last episode where or the one before where I ended up like redefining success for myself. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah goodness or I was going to completely run myself into the ground because it did get to a point at one point it got it got to the place where I was starting to like be so actually this happened multiple times I used to go to the doctor a lot figure out if I had mono like so many different times because I was so exhausted from running myself into the ground from like Mm. stress over being like you're not perfect enough you're not doing enough you're not achieving enough you're not whatever and like I mean it got to the point at, at at one place where Uh, well, a lot of times I was sick for like weeks on end, but one time I went to my therapist and she was like, you need to rest. You look like some of my clients in their forties who go on to have heart attacks. And I was like, I'm in my twenties. I am not about to have a heart attack. That was a big wake up call for me. Cause I was like, heart attack is really gonna really serious. Put a wrench in your plans. Yeah. It's really going to put a wrench in my plans. So and I realized I needed to chill. <laughs> yes, stress is so hard on the body. Oh my gosh. Um, I had this standard in my brain for some reason. Um, where I 
had to do things right slash well slash know how to do things the first time I tried them. Which legitimately makes zero sense because the first time anyone tries things, unless they're just like naturally gifted at things, they have to figure out how to do it. Because they've never done it. Because they've never done it. So I didn't think about that step. So I was was like, if I don't do it right at first, mm -mm, that's just not good. I have to reach this goal if I can't get like a dance move or like I was scared to have to like move and stuff in videos and like do certain like dances and all uh, transitions because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get it perfect. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I would like have emotionally just like go into panic, um, a blind panic as, as we have coined the phrase. And it was oh too much. It was too much. So then what is our goal here? Well, this makes me reflect on a time where um, I was really breaking my looks perfectionism standards when I cut off all my hair and I went deep into it. And there was a time where I went out in giant sweats, zero makeup, not even mascara, a hat, no earrings, looking like I'm undercover. In Nashville, like, girls get dressed up and they look cute. And I was like, all right, I really want to, like, be out there not looking perfect, not even really looking attractive, and just be okay with it. Like, I realized that's the place that I want to be in where, yes, I can look cute. I don't have to beat myself up or whatever. And be like, yeah, you're trying too hard. And I also want to be like, okay, I don't look cute right now. And that's okay. Like, whatever your goal of perfection is, try to start practicing doing the opposite and being okay with it. Be like, that's the point. I'm uncomfortable. It's okay. Like, if you can get yourself to get Mm -hmm. through that, it is so healing. I think also it's really helpful to question the standards that you have set for yourself because you have to realize, like, with my standards of people-pleasing and, like, wanting people to always react well to me 100% of the time, you have to say, is this really realistic? Is this a human... Yeah, is this a human standard? Because if you have an inhuman standard for yourself, you will be miserable. I would say listening to everyone's stories and just reflecting, it's like, this is like the recipe for misery. Mm -hmm. Like comparison, like competition, exhaustion, all those things. Yeah, self-criticism. So just go through and question your standards and try, I don't know, just being forgiving of yourself and realizing like you're going to fail. People will react badly for you, you, badly to you. You will not look perfect all the time. All these things, they're going to happen. And it's better to learn to cultivate a sense of forgiveness to yourself. That's, I don't know, unless you want to be Mm -hmm. miserable. You will literally be miserable. Yeah. I think a good goal to have is to be able to try, first to try new things at all. Be able to try new things. And even a step further, like a really good ultimate goal is to be courageous enough to show like people around you that you're trying to be good at something without feeling ashamed. Like, oh yeah, I'm trying this new thing. I really want to be good at it. Or you don't say that, but you might say that. But you show that in your actions. I'm trying this. I want to be good at it. I'm not good at it right now. That's hard to do. That's very difficult. That's a really good goal to have. Anyway, I feel like we go on this topic for a really long time, but we're going to move on to the bag of random. Shower cap, the bonnet. Oh, and you guys, submit your questions. Yeah, for for our our live Q&A. Oh, okay. Today's bag of random. I love this segment. The topic is this or that. <gasps> so you have to choose one of these. Okay. If you had to choose, would you want an athletic or artsy guy? <laughs> what? Um, this is a hard one. Oh, Not for no. me, though. <laughs> okay, athletic. I don't really care about artsy. Well, I'll I can, give one I can tell you from dating. Wait, is this like extremes? Really yeah. athletic or really okay. artsy? Or are we talking general? Extremes. No, just pick one or the other. What? 
It's extremes. If it's extremes, oh. I really don't know. Just Guys, pick one or the other. If the question was, would you like someone mildly athletic who's kind oh, of artsy? No. I think it's extremes. No, I, if your dude is athletic or artsy, like Nick is not artsy. Basically, it's a guy who's and athletic great. and not artsy, or a guy who's artsy and not, not athletic. athletic. He doesn't have to be yeah. the worst stereotypes and a horrible guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but okay. he's just not both. He just is. If he had to choose one, he would All definitely right, pick choose. ladies. Say okay, so I yeah, I dated a lot of artsy guys. <laughs> it was bad. And I'm not saying they're bad for everyone, but it was bad for me. So you don't like I them. love my athlete. I love him. So thankful for an athlete. I love the art-athletic combo. All right. Works. Athletic, I hate artistic. No offense. I don't hate them like hate, but I really don't like artistic guys. Not for me. Just shut up. No offense. You? I would say artistic because I'd rather a guy who's more like sensitive and like feeling-y mm. than like... I want to think of athletic I don't think too much. Artistic means sensitive. No, but yeah. when you think of athletic, then it's like could be a guy who's just more like doesn't understand emotions and feelings. Yeah. He's just kind of like a brute. I don't like that. I, yeah, stereotypes rude. don't always apply. Okay. Okay. I have an irrational yeah, fear of artistic men. So. <laughs> 100% athletic. 100% athletic. Wait, fear. I just gotta say really quick. Just I feel bad, but I thought that athletic men were dumb. I feel Rude. bad. I'm I really did think that. But Max okay. is extremely smart. Okay. And they're not dumb. I'm gonna pick artistic because when I bond I with men over art. music, Oof. it is like nothing else and I can't get past it. So, artistic. Okay, now we're moving on to Sister Spotlight. All right. <laughs> where we have Lauren's Take, Your Real with Christina, Savvy Thoughts with Kath, Amy's Current Crisis, and Exposing Lisa's Weird Past. And this week, the spotlight is on. Ta da 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 Ding! Ow, I me, hit the table. Me. Oh. <laughs> Kurt, get real with Christina. Ooh, is that your funny okay. okay. No, oh, it wasn't like no. horrible. It's just, ugh. Okay, like guys, cringe. so here's the thing um, Get Real with Christina is a little different because. She's pregnant. While I'm pregnant, or at least today, I'm not really like in that um, much of a mood. So it's more like lightly get real with Christina. Get soft with Christina. Get kind of real. Yeah. Get real okay. in a soft way. So, get gentle. With here's Christina. what I would like to propose. Will I have a proposal. Me? And it's let's do away with all or nothing thinking. Yes. Now, this is something I that I it. probably talk to every person I life coach about. Probably every single person. Because everyone has this problem. I guess you guys all have this problem. And I mentioned earlier, it's when you look at any task in your life and you say, if I can't do all of it, I'm doing none of it. It's me and so, my laundry. Yeah. You look at your laundry and you go, I don't have an hour to do all. I don't know why yes. you'd have an hour. Maybe you would. I don't have an hour for that. Yeah, I don't. To fold all that, hang all that, I'm doing None of it. You look at your homework. I don't have three hours for that. I'm doing none of it. You have a paper to write. Uh, I don't want to start on that today because I can't finish it because it will be a long task. Me and college. I'm not going to start my paper at all. That makes sense. <laughs> right? No. Wrong. Hey, I do have a little more spice, I guess, than yeah. I thought. Yeah, you <laughs> have some You'll never not be spicy. Okay, now listen. Minute. I had this problem really bad. And I've actually recovered almost entirely. It's a miracle, okay? Mm -hmm. So some things that helped me recover were setting timers for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, and saying, why don't I just spend 10 minutes doing my laundry? Before I thought that was stupid. I was like, why would you spend 10 minutes? And then this is how the thing goes. Why would I spend 10 minutes on my laundry when I could do it all at once, Monday? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm -hmm. Friday, you say that. Then you go to Saturday and you're like, 
Oh, I ain't doing dang it. Dang it. Now I have double the laundry. <laughs> but if you did 10 minutes a day, it would have been done. Did your plan work? No, it did not work. If you did 10 minutes a day, Saturday comes around, what, you have 10 minutes left? Zero minutes left? That plan works. I go in the kitchen and I'm like, do I really have 10 seconds to load this dish? No, absolutely not. Never. I'm putting it down on the counter. And then you come back later and your husband goes, hmm, where do these dishes come from? And you say, oh, I think a lot of them are yours. And then we look at them together and realize, wait, they're all mine. And you go, hmm. I think a lot of them are yours. <laughs> When I said when I said mostly recovered, the main area I did not recover is dishes because that happened yesterday. That's getting real with Nick. Yeah, no, Nick does the get real with Christina segment, but he's getting real real with Christina. Guys, that's why I married him because he gets real with me for real. So I want to propose an end to all all or nothing thinking because days, sometimes weeks, sometimes years, sometimes months, sometimes years pass where we don't do things, and if we would just do a little bit instead of saying, I have to do it all or nothing, we would move so much more, move more forward. forward. We would move forward so much more than what we do. So instead of having your week pass, which guys, this is a common problem, I happen to know this right now, very common quarantine problem, where you're having a week pass and you're not doing any schoolwork, you're not doing any cleaning. You're not taking care of yourself at all. All you're doing is watching TikTok, 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 Netflix, TikTok, social media, whatever, YouTube, whatever you're doing. That's all you're doing because it's intimidating to say, I need to do all of it. You don't. Start doing some of it. So start with your 10 minute, 20 minute, whatever timers. That is what I propose to you all. Because you're lying to yourself if you think it's a successful plan to do it all on Saturday. Yeah. I think it Wow, this is really inspiring me because yeah, I really need to clean I think I'm going to spend 10 minutes. Yes, yeah. It's amazing. Because most and then I'll dishes. Be like, I put some socks away. Good. Yours. Just do 11 and you feel better. minutes a day. Okay. Do 11 minutes a day. Guys, I had to read. 11 minutes away. I want to do the QA. All right. Do, do you want to do live QA? Yep. Live QA. I would it. love to do it's time for <laughs> the live, live QA. Hey guys. Yay, we okay, time. this is interesting. Delaney Simfam. What is your favorite unreleased Cimarelli song? <gasps> this song called um well, I don't know what the song is called, but oh, it's around the title of Loser or Absolutely Nothing Tonight. Don't Oh know. my god. We still I need love to that. release okay. it. Oh my god. My fave is did we ever do a demo of this anywhere? You don't miss me at all. Yes, I love it. We need oh. to release that um, so bad. Oh, so good. Oh, don't think about it. Please. I definitely don't have okay. a favorite, but don't think about it. I it's wrote a, really a song one. last winter that we we're putting out at some point this year. Not released. That's a great one because I wrote it. Just kidding. And also, we wrote a song that we can't release because it's involving other people that don't want to release it. But it's called mm. "Girl Against the oh World." Oh my gosh! She <gasps> said it over. I said, "Girl Against the World." That said, girl. Oh my gosh! Such a good song. Guys, it's so good. I thought about that this last good. week. Oh my gosh! Let's I'm rewrite so it. So mad that we can't release that. Let's rewrite it. Did you say one? She's no, she thinking. Didn't. I'm thinking of one that we did with Kevin. <gasps> oh. Boy at the DMV. Oh, I love that boy one. At the DMV. I wish that was he so knew good. Me. Okay, this is a good one. This is from Urbaner. Oh, Urbaner B. 
Okay. No. If you could change lives with your brothers, which one would you choose? Oh, I'm disturbed. That's disturbing. Oh, I'm disturbed. You know what, Nick? Because I would like to know what it's like to be highly confrontational and not do things you don't want to do. They didn't say if you could be him. They said change lives. Guys, we can't get it. Let me tell you, I switched lives with Nick for a day. It was not fun. All they do is lift weights and run around and eat protein. I can't do any of it. So I'm removing myself from this narrative. I would switch with Michael because I just want to know what he does all day. That is a mystery. Um, I was going to say I would switch last with Christian because he's the most hygienic. But then I realized... <laughs> you don't have to be in his body. That's not, No, that's my first thought is... Boy body. Ooh. Just live his life. Um, I But I think probably Joey because he's the most similar to me. So, But then Joey just gets oh, pushed around by all the older ones. Yeah, don't pick Joey. Yeah, but you're not the older so you can push them around. Yeah. Because you weren't yeah, Joey. I would be me. You pick Joey. And I'm the confrontational I one. I think maybe... I would be Joey as me. I think being Michael would be a wild ride. be interesting. It'd be insane. Okay, guys. Here's one you need your phone for. From Tammy Sabrina. What's the last text you sent? Oh, no. Oh, oh my gosh. No. I said, what's his name? Wait, how do you know which one's the last one you sent? Because it would be the last one right here. These, I haven't said anything, so this um, is the last one. I said, okay, yeah, we can discuss options. I'm about to go live for our podcast, but I'll text you after. To my fiance. Okay. Oh, mine is to my fiance too. Riveting. And I, he was asking me what time I want to come over for dinner, and I said, "How about six? That should give me a little time after we finish the podcast to go on a walk and clean my room a little. It's kind of a disaster right now." Thrilling. <laughs> mine says, "Thanks with three X's. Yeah, I'm like dead tired. RN, so should be interesting. LOL. Talking about the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure you'll like it. About a book I recommended. Um, mine says, <laughs> mine says to an unnamed source." Um, just because I don't want to, you know. You don't care. have to name I him. said, how was your hang with that guy? Ah. Also, what's his name? <laughs> okay. I'm mine, my mind. mine was to our video guy setting up our shoots next week, and it just said, LOL, LOL, LOL. What a variety. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Okay. From Ocean Cubing? Ocean Cubing. What is your favorite fast food place? Chick-fil-A. Wendy's. In-N-Out. Oh, In-N-Out. Wendy's. And very close second Chick-fil-A. I guess. I same. love Chick. Same. Wendy's. Wendy's. In and out. In and All right, out. let's do one more. Mm, what to be the last one? Oh, uh, that's kind of fun. What? Favorite Disney? Yeah. That's kind of fun. Okay. Okay. Favorite <laughs> Disney movie from Soap no 7178. Soap 7178. I think it's a good question. What's your favorite Disney movie? I think they're talking about classic. Mm. Oh, well, you know what? Beauty no, and the Beast or Aladdin. Frozen. I'm searching my brain. Meet the Robinsons. The archives. Wait, there's way too many. Megamind? Is that Disney? Yes. Wait, wait, no, guys. Maybe. I think we should go with the classic no. ones. Just pick your Or you could do any? Okay, oh. any. But there's so many good ones. Just pick a You movie. like Cinderella. Cinderella. But I love The Lion King, too. And I don't okay. know which one's my favorite. I hate that. It's too sad. It's between the... the li- I loved The Lion King as a kid or Cinderella. But if we're going with the modern day, it would be the modern day Cinderella, Cinderella or Cinderella. Frozen 2. The modern day Cinderella. I never saw Frozen The modern day Cinderella with people. It's Never saw either. It's one of my favorite movies. Guys, all of them are way too scary for me as a kid, and I was like, these are terrifying. Cinderella was the only one that was not quite scary. I, except for the stepmother was kind of creepy. Yeah, she was scary, but, but not as bad the as the attic. Oh, no, I know, it the was black scary. Cauldron. Did oh, everyone no. say? I said mine. Wait, I said mine. Okay. Oh. I said mine. Well, dang. That's it. All right. <laughs> well, our, show for you. our next episode is available only on our Patreon. And then our next YouTube episode will be actually posted a full week early 
on our Patreon because they also get all the YouTube episodes a week early. So if you guys are thinking about joining our Patreon where there's an awesome positive community and there are different video series that you've never seen on YouTube before from each of us that go behind the scenes and teach you cool stuff or you get to learn stuff about us, they're awesome. Plus lots of other cool stuff. If you're thinking about joining that right now, you guys should definitely join. Just try it for a month, see what you think. And you can watch all of the past stuff we've ever done. All of it, guys. So there's much. Millions. Lots. Yeah, so millions. Much. Millions of things. And you get millions. all these cool, um, all the different like um, tiers. I don't know what a, a better word is. Tiers. Um, that you sign up for. There's like different levels. They all have like different perks to them. So you should at least go check out patreon.com slash Simarelli and just see like what there is, what we have to offer there because there's really cool stuff that you probably don't know about. Okay. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this live episode the next one is pre-recorded it's all fancy we will see so we'll see you in that one and it's remember you don't have to be perfect yeah you're great as you are we perfect doesn't you. exist we love yes you. amen well see you guys later bye, bye. bye guys.